0: The reading this morning is from Daniel chapter 7, verses 9 and 10. On your Pew Bible, it's on page 724. As I watched, thrones were set in place, and an ancient one took his throne. His clothing was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure pure wool. His throne was fiery flames and its wheels were burning fire. A stream of fire issued and flowed out from his presence. A thousand thousands served him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood attending him. The court sat in judgment, and the books were opened. The word of God for the people of God. just recently I, I read an interview uh, with a, a young woman named Becky Tyler. Becky Tyler is a teenager in the United Kingdom, but she's not a, a typical teenager. And when Becky was born in 2002, something went wrong. Uh, somebody made a mistake. The doctors didn't notice something they should have noticed. And so uh, after Becky was born, she, she was unable to breathe for the first 10 minutes of her life. And finally, the, the doctors got her breathing, but, but at that point, her brain had been injured. And it wasn't long before the doctors diagnosed her with quadriplegic cerebral palsy. Her brain was unable to control the muscles in her body. And so her parents listened as the doctors explained what, what Becky's life was going to be like. They said she'll never be able to feed herself She'll never be able to speak using her vocal cords. She'll never be able to stand or walk. She'll spend her life in, in a wheelchair. And of course this, this diagnosis was was difficult, not just for Becky, but for her entire family, her parents. Uh, found that their lives changed very dramatically. Becky's mother in particular walked away from her job, gave up her career in order to become Becky's full-time caregiver. And there were other sacrifices as, as well. Their social circle just sort of evaporated. Their friends drifted away as Becky's parents weren't able to go out and spend time with their friends in the way that in the way that they used to. They had to make all of these sacrifices. They had planned on having more children, but they realized that they had their hands full, they had everything they could handle, just caring for Becky. And if you were to ask Becky's mom, she would tell you, she would say, I have absolutely no regrets and I'm so glad that I get to be Becky's mom and, and she is a gift and I love her. But even so, she would also say it's been, it's been very difficult. It's been difficult on, on the whole family, uh, caring for Becky and, and working around her disabilities. In all of these moments of loss and sacrifice, the one thing that Becky's family didn't lose was their faith. Becky 's parents were churchgoers, and so they continued to go to the church and Even as their their friends and acquaintances sort of drifted away from from them, Becky's church gathered around the family and they found ways to care for for Becky in really powerful ways. The, the church gave an offering in order to purchase for the family a special motorized wheelchair that Becky would be able to control herself and, and Then the church gave another special offering to to get for Becky a, a sort of a computer that she could control just by moving her eyes and this computer is connected to a voice synthesizer and so using the, the voice synthesizer, Becky is, is able to speak and communicate a little bit like Stephen Hawking in the last years of his life and so Becky now had a way of expressing herself in the world and, and speaking to her family and as she did that and as she grew older, her family discovered that in inside this body with all of its disabilities was, was a brilliant young woman with a great sense of humor. They discovered that Becky was, was really funny, and there were moments when she lifted up the entire family just by, just by being cheerful. They also discovered, though, that, that Becky was struggling with, with feelings of anger and feelings of resentment and frustration. Becky would come home from school, and she would ask her parents, Why am I so different from all the other children? Why is my brain different from everyone else's brain?" And Becky didn't want people to take care of her all the time. She got so frustrated and impatient. She wanted to do things for herself. She wanted to take care of herself. And the worst thing, the hardest thing for Becky was that Becky, growing up, felt a a feeling of, of distance and separation from God. Her family continued to go to worship every week, and they would gather with their their church on Sunday, but in worship, Becky would look around, and and she would see all of these people who seemed to feel so connected to God, and Becky just couldn't feel that connection with God. She felt distant from God, far away from God. Even reading the stories of the Bible were difficult for Becky. She grew up reading the Bible with her mother. Every day, they would, would read Bible stories together. But the stories of the Bible that gave comfort and hope to Becky, to other people were were difficult and even painful for Becky to read. You know, Becky, as she was reading the stories of the Bible growing up, she was looking in the Bible for somebody who was like her. She just wanted to find somebody that would say to her, you have a place in the story of God's love for this world. But as they read story after story and book after book of the Bible, Becky just couldn't find anyone in the Bible who was like her. There are lots of stories in the Bible about people with disabilities But almost all of those stories seem to end with some sort of a a moment of miraculous healing, particularly in the stories of Jesus. Right? There's, there's a story uh, in the Bible about a man who is a, a quadriplegic. He can't move his arms and he, he can't move his hands and so his friends put him on a mat, a sort of a stretcher, and they carry him to where Jesus is. And when Jesus sees this man, he has compassion and he reaches out to this man and he says, get up, take up your mat and walk. And so the man stands up and he picks up his mat and he, he starts dancing away from Jesus. There's a story about a, a man who is unable to speak using his vocal cords and when Jesus meets this man, he reaches out and touches the man's tongue and he says, be released, be loosed, and immediately the man begins to speak and he starts thanking God and singing God's praises. There's a story in the Gospels about a woman who is is bent over, double at the waist. This woman has been unable to stand up straight for decades. She has not got control of her own body. When Jesus sees her one day, he reaches out to her and he says, be set free. And immediately the woman straightens up and, and raises her shoulders and raises her chin and starts singing, singing thanks and praise to God. These stories which give so much hope and encouragement encouragement to to the rest of us these stories for Becky were were painful and difficult to read they didn't make her feel closer to God they made her feel if anything even farther away from God growing up as, as she read these stories Becky would wonder if it's so easy for God to reach out and heal somebody then why why doesn't God reach out and heal me why is there no healing for me and Becky, as a, as a girl growing up, she, she came to her own conclusions about that. She figured, well, the reason must be that God doesn't love me as much as God loves other people. And she said, why why should God love me as much as God loves other people? She said, look at all of the things that other people are able to do for God. Look at all of the ways in which other people are able to serve God, the gifts and abilities that they can offer God. What do I have to offer God? What abilities do I have? What can I do for God? No wonder God doesn't love me as much as God loves other people. As she was a girl growing up, Becky came to the conclusion that God did not love her. She felt distant and separated from God. She felt like there was no place for her in the story of, of God's love for this world. She carried this pain inside her until one day she was reading the Bible with her mom. And they were reading the Old Testament, they were reading the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel is one of the most interesting books in all the Bible. It contains some of the most memorable stories in all the Bible. I remember learning stories from the book of of Daniel when I was a boy growing up in Sunday school. Daniel Daniel was a a prisoner. He was a captive. He was taken from the city of Jerusalem and and carried thousands of miles away to the city of Babylon. And he lived in Babylon as a prisoner. And there in Babylon, the, the Babylonians loved to torment Daniel day after day. They put pressure on Daniel. They tried to get him to turn away from his God, to leave his faith behind, to worship other gods. And the Babylonians, they would lay traps for Daniel, and they would try to, try to trick Daniel into worshiping other gods. One of the, the most well-known stories of Daniel goes like this. One day, the Babylonians realized that, that Daniel was praying to God every day. He talked to his God every day. And so they said, we know what we're going to do. Let's pass a law. It says, no one is allowed to pray to any god but our king. And if anybody gets caught praying to a god who is, is not our king, then we will, we will condemn them to spending the night in a den of hungry lions. Well, of course, Daniel didn't pay any attention to their law. He kept right on praying to God and talking to God just like he always had. And eventually, one day, Daniel got caught And so he was convicted of of speaking to God, and he was condemned. He was sentenced to spend the night in a, a den filled with ravenous lions. And so they threw Daniel in the lion's den. But that night, God intervened. God stepped in. God reached down into that cave, and God squeezed shut the muzzle of all of those lions. And so Daniel was able to spend the night among all those hungry lions there in the cave in peace. And in the morning, he simply stood up and walked out of the lion's den unharmed, The book of Daniel is is filled with stories like this, stories of of how God reached out and intervened and rescued Daniel from the Babylonians over and over and over again. I remember as a boy growing up in Sunday school, I loved the story of, of Daniel and the lion's den. That was the story that Becky and her mom were reading one day. They were reading the story of Daniel and the lion's den. But then when they got to the end of that story, they did something that I never did when I was a boy growing up in Sunday school. They kept going. They, they kept reading the book of Daniel to find out what happens after Daniel walks out of the lion's den. And this is what they discovered. Here's what happens to Daniel after he walks out of the lion's den. They discovered that even though God had stepped in to rescue Daniel over and over and over again, the daily battle, the daily struggle to keep his faith started to wear Daniel down. He began to struggle and even, even lose his faith. Daniel started to wonder, is God really powerful enough to save me? from the Babylonians? Does God even remember that I'm here or is God just going to leave me here a prisoner, a captive forever? Daniel started to lose his faith. God looked into Daniel's heart and saw saw that his faith was dimming, saw that his faith was dwindling. And so God decides to give Daniel a, a tremendous gift. One night, as Daniel is falling asleep, as he's drifting off into a a dream state, God gives Daniel a vision. Just for a moment, God pulls back the veil of this physical reality, and God allows Daniel to catch a glimpse of the deeper spiritual reality that is surrounding us every moment of our lives. God gives Daniel a vision of the heavenly throne room, and when Daniel wakes up, he grabs a a pencil and a piece of paper, and he starts writing down what he saw in the this vision, and this is what Daniel writes. He said, "I saw, I saw the heavenly throne room. I saw a room that was filled with thrones for all sorts of heavenly beings. He said, and then I saw seated upon the greatest throne an ancient one. Daniel calls him the Ancient of Days. He said, the Ancient of Days was seated on his throne, and his clothes was a dazzling, were a dazzling white, and his hair was like the purest wool." And his throne was a fiery flame and the wheels of his throne were burning fire. And as they were reading, Becky's mom kept going. But at that moment, Becky stopped. Her heart skipped a beat and she said, wait, go back, read that part again. And so they went back and they read that part again. His throne was a fiery flame and its wheels were burning fire. Read it again, mom, she said. His throne was a fiery flame and its wheels were burning fire. In that moment, Becky had this this moment of inspiration and realization. She realized that, that the Bible, the book of Daniel, in this vision describes God's throne as a chair that has wheels attached to it. She said God's throne, the greatest throne in the heavenly throne room, the most important chair in all of creation is like my chair, a chair with wheels on it. God has a wheelchair, Becky said. And in that moment, the distance that she had always felt separating her from God just disappeared. In that moment, she felt seen by God, known by God, loved by God in a way that she never 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 had before for the first time in her life Becky felt close to God And Becky started doing research. And she discovered that this is not the only place in the Bible that describes God's throne and the wheels that are a part of God's throne. This is not the only place in the Bible that describes God's throne as a a chair with wheels. There are other passages. And not only that, but but Becky discovered that that at the very beginning of the Bible, there's a story in which we see God walking around on on God's legs. God walks through the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. But after that moment, after that story, story, we never see God walking again. That is the only story in all the Bible in which God walks. Every time after that story in which God is described when somebody sees God in a vision, every other time God is depicted as sitting in this chair, seated in a chair with wheels, in a throne with wheels. Becky, for the first time in her life, felt like she could see herself in the stories of God's love for this world. She felt close to God for the very first time and that feeling it worked a transformation inside of Becky it opened something within her she started approaching life with a a sort of confidence that she never had she started trying things she'd never tried before Becky had always wanted to act in a play, but she'd never had the courage to try out, so she started trying out for plays, and she started acting in productions, up on stage with with other actors. And Becky, she loved watching people dance, and she wanted to dance herself, and finally she said, I'm just gonna do it, and so she joined a dance troupe, and while the other dancers twirl around on on the tips of their toes, Becky, up on the stage, twirls around in her wheelchair and is part of the dance with all of the other dancers dancers and Becky, Becky even started preaching. She started sharing her story and, and describing how God's love had touched her heart. First, she started sharing her story with the people in her church, and then she started sharing it with other people until she was sharing her story in front of hundreds of people and then thousands of people, and sometimes she even got up and told her story in front of tens of thousands of people. And, and you can find video on the internet of, of Becky telling her story and preaching. Uh, I recommend, we'll link to one of those videos on our church Facebook page this this afternoon take the time to listen to Becky preach she is a gifted preacher she will move you twice as much and in half the time as I ever have on a on a Sunday morning absolutely take the time to listen to Becky tell tell the story in in her own words Becky Becky speaks with such graciousness and such a sense of of gentleness when she tells her story she sometimes tells different parts of it sometimes she says to people she says you know it was a mistake that happened when i was born that that caused me to have all of these disabilities she says but god can use even our mistakes to create something beautiful She said, don't be afraid to offer yourself mistakes and all to God. Offer even your mistakes to God and watch what God can do to your mistakes. Becky, when she tells her story, she tells lots of different parts of her story. Sometimes she tells it in different ways. But the message that she ends with is always the same. The gospel that she shares with people when she preaches is always the same. At the end of her sermons, Becky always says this. She says, God loves you right now just exactly the way that you are. And God's love is not limited by our disabilities. And God's love does not depend on our abilities. There is nothing that we can do, there is nothing that we could ever do that would make God love us more than God already does right now. So whatever abilities you have, give thanks for those abilities. And whatever things you can do, offer them as a gift to God and believe. Believe that God can use them to make something beautiful. Believe that God will receive them as an offering acceptable and pleasing in God's sight. Let's pray. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for this young woman, Becky, for her willingness to share her story with the world. God, we give you thanks for this this book that you have given us, this book in which all of us, if we only look long enough, will be able to find that we are a part of your story, that we're part of the story of your love for this world. And God, we pray that every person here, every person in this place this morning, before they leave, will be touched by your love that we would come to believe that you do love us right now, even as we are. That you can turn even our mistakes into something beautiful. And that whatever little ability we have, you can use it to save this world. All these things we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen.